0: Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my magical guest for today is Margarita Alcantara. Margarita is a shamanista medicine woman, activator for the new code of power and a keeper of the blue flame who helps spiritually conscious entrepreneurs activate the next level of their power so they can make their deep impact in the world. Margarita activates divine power codes in others and opens portals of power on Mother Gaia by opening the door to the source of true power to clear artificial power and unify Earth into light. She's an embodiment of Mother Gaia, conduit between the star nation and Mother Gaia, and chakra expert. Her worldwide global activation experiences create personal and planetary transformation. As a licensed acupuncturist and Reiki master teacher, she helps her patients awaken into their spiritual badassery at her private practice in New York City. Her weekly Monday Facebook and Instagram live show, Rise Up with Margarita, helps light leaders across access their next level of power. And she's a number one bestselling author, contributing writer to the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, and Elephant Journal. Her book, Chakra Healing, was published by Althea Press. Welcome, Margarita.
1: Hello, Emmy. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Oh, it's an absolute blessing to have you with us, Margarita, and I am so very excited to be learning from you today as well. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Now, Margarita, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I always like to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally?
1: Mm, such a juicy, good question, and especially so relevant for now, you know, because it's such um the energy that we're all experiencing on the planet is just about expansion and about wholeness and unity and completion. And in order for us to each of us be complete, no matter, you know, how we identify, you know, we, we owe it to ourselves to be in the fullness of our unity within, you know, with the divine masculine within us and the divine feminine within us. So I'm, I'm loving this reemergence. And, a reclaiming of the divine feminine that's coming in. And to me that really looks like honoring the fullness of our mystery of our intuitive flow of that, which we don't understand or, or can't see Um, it's about trusting the fullness of who we are. And it's just, to me, it just really feels about flow and you know, being within and being in our being and being very comfortable there. Um, And having that be in unification with our inner divine masculine and that which what you know, that we see outside of ourselves too, seeing that unification within ourselves reflected into the whole.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that whole concept of the unity within and really being rooted in that, balance or that harmony between the masculine and the feminine energies. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Absolutely. And I have a feeling that we're going to talk about this a lot more a little bit later on, Margarita, but would you for now share a challenge that you have faced in your life that's really helped you to understand at a deeper level and activate the sacred feminine power within you and your life's path?
1: Yes, and, you know, what I, I think the first thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, when I was younger, like many of us who are gifted, we're told that, you know, who we are or what we are is not acceptable, or especially if you're highly intuitive, highly sensitive, and you pick things up really easily, especially if you're a starseed, you know, and, you know, or you're getting all this, these downloads all the time, um, you know, I got that messaging when I was younger that it was not acceptable, that it was not okay, that it was strange and weird. And so I shut down my intuition. I shut down my third eye. I even shut down my heart because I was feeling so much and I thought that it was giving me a hard time and I didn't want to stick out anymore. So I just shut it all down. And what that created within me was basically a shamanic awakening, an initiation that, um, was not planned that I, you know, kind of didn't want, but it was divine. And, um, so basically what happened was that I did not honor my intuition. I obviously was disconnected from my heart. And so I I was basically, um, powerless, you know, because that's where my power lies is in my heart and in my inner inner sight. And, and for many of us, that is a power um, aspect of ourselves too. And so I was, because I was disconnected from my power, um, my divine feminine power at that, because it's really, you know, that heart connection which is so divinely feminine and also that third eye and that intuition and I was that's also so divinely feminine so I was disconnected from that so a lot of it to me became about pushing and about you know forcing things and um you know because I didn't understand why it wasn't just happening and uh, you know so what that turned into when you shut down your third eye, you shut down your heart and you're disconnected from your power is that you then become like open to negative frequencies um, because you're not equipped. Uh, You're not honed in, in your natural abilities. And so, you know, I was in hospitals, I was, you know, on psychiatric cocktails, you know, and, you know, I was just full of rage and I was just so upset and angry. And, um, so that just really f- created this, this initiation for me. Um, and then what eventually happened was that when I literally couldn't afford my meds anymore, um, because, you know, I couldn't afford my insurance at that time in my life. Um, And of course, I wouldn't recommend this, but I ended up going cold turkey from all my meds because I couldn't afford them anymore. And then what happened was that during that time frame, I started to meditate for the first time in my life. And um, up until that point, I was highly resistant to even meditating, highly, highly resistant. Uh, But then when it came down to it, I started meditating. And that's when the gates of my consciousness started to open, and those negative forces were like, "She's lost us, basically." And I was no longer a buffet for the darkness, no longer feeding on my fears. and um and that was really, you know, that juicy time that those negative forces were like. Basically, feeding on the energy of my light because I was so afraid of my power. I was so afraid of my light and my intuition uh, because I didn't perceive it as helpful, acceptable, um, or something that would allow me to survive, uh, you know, in this earthly plane. And, but as soon as I opened those floodgates to my meditation and I started getting connected to my consciousness, it became a different story. And from that point on, I just opened up into my light and my frequency um, and never looked back. And after that, that's when that portal open to me. And then of course I accepted the fullness of my third eye chakra, the fullness of my heart, the fullness of all of who I am and what I'm here to create and whatever people thought I was weird about. And um, I just embraced every single piece of it and never looked back. Mm. Well, thank you so much for
0: sharing so openly and vulnerably about your story, Margarita. And I have a feeling that you've just provided a lot of medicine to a lot of our Mm. listeners by what you shared as well. Now you've already started to open up about the divine meaning in that challenge that you went through, but could you let us know a little bit more about how you are using your gift, how you're using that expanding consciousness through your third eye in your life and in your work now?
1: Yeah, great question. Thank you. Well, I think um, the way that I've Well, I started expanding um, from that point, I would say, by opening up into becoming a Reiki master teacher, which I then became, you know, went through all the different levels of attunements. I also uh, became a licensed acupuncturist, got my master's of science in acupuncture, um, and also started blogging a lot more. Back at that time, I still blog now, but um, so it was a lot of establishing my energetic field through these modalities to begin with and um, writing about um, intuition, developing it, strengthening it, honing it. And then I Established my private practice. Um, I think it's over 12 years ago now that I opened my doors in the Flatiron District of uh, New York City here. And um, basically, you know, opened up uh, that so that I could uh, provide work and deeper healing to my patients. And then about maybe three or four years ago, Um, likely because I'm with my twin flame and have been for the past 10 years. And usually what occurs when you're in a twin flame relationship is that there's this kind of initiation into the higher realms of consciousness and intuitive abilities and all that goodness. And what happened, I think it was maybe four years ago now, is that I remembered my awareness as a starseed as a result Mm -hmm. of all this deeper work that I've been doing. And because of that, I remembered my mission um, on this planet and it was not only to raise the consciousness and vibration of, um, those that I connect with, those that I serve in deeper transformational work, but also to Gaia. Um, and, you know, with star seeds, those who have roots in other, in other star systems and who incarnate on this planet in order to help the consciousness rise, um, it is also to really connect with Gaia in a deeper way, be grounded and anchored in her frequency. And so then that just opened up this new level of work that now has become my greater work with power activations, where I activate the divine power codes within others on the DNA level so that they awaken into the fullness of their potential. And not only that, but I have been doing that at sacred portals all over the planet In order Mm -hmm. to assist Gaia with her elevation because, you know, she's obviously... Uh, ascending as we are ascending and, you know, as we are on her body, uh, we're also experiencing her upgrades too, you know, with all these Schumann resonances. And so my deeper work has really been to awaken that power potential and basically open the door to the source of divine power and truth and that God light in order to displace, um, artificial, uh, artificial light that has been, you know, kind of trying to anchor here on this planet. and so you know me and other light workers such as yourself are here to really displace that that falsehood um, and bring in that divine power. Um, and so you know for me, that's really when it comes to the aspect of the divine feminine, it's really about not only honoring my flow, my divine feminine flow and intuition, and that power there, but to usher that in into uh, into light in the fullness of that for each other and for the world,
0: mm, beautiful. I mean, every single fiber of my being is just resonating with everything that you say there, Margarita. And I, I would love to hear a little bit more about the power activations that you've been carrying out at the sacred portals, where are these portals and how do you know that they're sacred?
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of funny actually, because when I w- awakened into my starseed awareness, um, I also reconnected to Gaia and uh, we have a very old relationship. I was here with her when she was still called Tara and mm-hmm. um during prehistoric times, even I was with my twin flame back then as well. And, uh, so when, you know, just kind of taking it back real quick, um, when I was in that earlier lifetime, I was already going up to the mountaintops and calling down, uh, the star nation at that time when Gaia needed assistance, um, you know, because she had experienced so many cosmic wars and so much, um, so much from humanity and what we've done to her, uh, that, you know, it really became about assisting Gaia to kind of augment into her original frequency and then liberate her into the fullness of her consciousness. Um, and so when I remembered that relationship with her, she was very vocal, and <laughs> she told me, um, you know, here's where you go first, and then you go here, and then you go here. And I, I would say that some of them correlate to, to some sacred chakra portals on this planet, but even that now has been shifting Um And I I feel like there are new sacred sites that are kind of emerging um, on this planet. But uh, at the time that she was speaking with me, she wanted me to begin opening ritual at Mount Shasta in California. And she basically kind of told me to open up ceremony there, set the tone for, you know, uh, the deeper work that I'd be opening into. And so that's where I began. And um so that was really powerful that's when i was called to kind of basically re- help in rewriting the slate for creation that she was kind of opening up into and so i held space for that and um and that was very powerful i brought in some vortexes of energy from The star nation who were assisting at that time uh, during that portal opening to really just kind of help with that creation field. Uh, And then she told me to go to Machu Picchu in uh, Peru. And um, so that was just really, really powerful, uh, you know, beyond words. And there, not only did I open a portal for the light, To bring in, you know, to kind of also clean up the energy there because that portal in particular has been used um, galactically uh, for other ships not of light to enter the planet. And so I actually closed off um that portal to those not of light, so that they can no longer enter through that portal because it was a big one. Um, and of course, you know, I got some backlash from the negative forces around that, which was fine. you know, I can handle that. Um, but it was just such a powerful, powerful portal to open. And the beauty of these things is that um, I'm not alone when I'm doing this. Um, the first one was uh, all women because that's what I felt was being called. Um, and, uh, in Machu Picchu, um, although it was, you know, invited to, you know, I invited all walks of life, men and women, but it turned out to be all women again. And, um, and it was just such a powerful transformational process for Gaia. And that's when some deeper work around cleansing the earth uh, started to occur. And um, and that was, I think, two years ago now. Last year, I wanted to go to Egypt because that's where Gaia wanted me to go next. And then COVID hit. And um, so that Kind of put a wrench in things, which is fine because I know all of this is divine anyway. Uh, but yeah, there's um, there's kind of a uh, kind of a checklist that she gave me, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I love that <laughs> tick the tick the
0: box list from Mother Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful, and I love this deep deep connection that you have with Gaia and how you are truly listening to her messages and taking action on those messages as well. I have a feeling that quite a lot of our listeners and certainly a lot of people on our planet are still in that stage where they are kind of starting to hear those messages and receive those messages, but are Mm -hmm. still kind of lacking the courage to step there, to step into their power and do the work that is being asked of them. What, what would be your advice for people who are kind of on the verge of stepping into their mastery and rediscovering the mystery deep inside them?
1: Yeah, you know, such a beautiful question. And the vibration of this podcast and this um, recording right now, it's at a level where it's streaming in higher levels of consciousness. And I'm actually, you know, feeling that right now, receiving that right now. Mm-hmm. And when you asked your question, I I heard, you know, from even outside of myself, tell them to trust themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I would say is trust your voice, trust your intuition, trust that which you're scared to Admit about yourself, because the truth is, is that that thing that you most fear about yourself, whether it be your voice or how powerful you are or how courageous you are or how big you are in terms of your energy, whatever it is that you're the most afraid of right now, I I would say 100 percent that that is where your power lies and allow yourself to trust that to trust that ignition that is igniting within your heart right now, that flame that is getting fanned right now by this conversation and allow yourself to open up into the liberation of your soul because your heart aches for it. Your higher self is calling you forward for it. And it's something that your soul desires on the deepest level of your being and it's also what you incarnated on this planet for. So even if you're not even sure, if you're a starseed, even if you're thinking, oh, maybe I am, explore it, you know, and, and don't allow other people's fears of themselves and their fears of what they feel they cannot achieve and what they feel they're incapable of deter you from the truth of your voice.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And and when you mentioned the download and how you were feeling the frequency or the vibration of that, I had these tingles all over my body, just going up and down. That's mm-hmm. really beautiful. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to follow up on what you talked about specifically around the voice there, because I think we are now living in times where, it is absolutely crucial for all of us to speak our truth and for the truth to really become exposed at a at a level that it has perhaps never been on the on the history of our planet mm-hmm. how, how do you support people to really open up the throat chakra and help and support people to allow that truth to be spoken because so many of us have been punished for speaking our truth, whether it's in this lifetime or previous lifetimes, or somebody from our lineage has been punished for speaking their truth. And we're kind of carrying that trauma response still within our bodies.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, um, And that's so perfect, what you ended that that question on um, in regards to this lifetime, past lifetimes, because that's actually something that pops up for a lot of women, actually, because the majority of those I work with are women, although I serve men as well, um, in regards to this deeper work. And what I've also also noticed oftentimes is that there's something in this lifetime for sure that has influenced them being silenced in their voice. Um, But oftentimes what I've noticed is that there's something from past lifetimes, sometimes ancestral, uh, that has kind of proliferated into this lifetime. And so oftentimes the women who come to see me because they are powerful, um, and they're also powerful in this lifetime, is that they either are aware of it or they're not of past lifetimes where they've been persecuted. A lot of times, you know, they've either been stoned to death, burned at the stake, um, they've been killed or violated, or people they love have been taken away from them, or they've been alienated and ostracized from their community, which, of course, you know, back in the day, that equaled death. Um, So, you know, it's it's basically this feeling in our system that it's life-threatening to be in our power. Like, it's literally, it could kill us. Right. And that's the imprint that we carry into this lifetime. And so, in terms of the deeper work that I do with my clients, it is to go into okay, what's stopping you from being in the fullness of your power? And sometimes it's something in this lifetime where they've experienced uh, some type of trauma um, or conditioning that has made them believe that it's not safe to be in their power or it's not safe to vo- voice their truth. Um And, oftentimes there's this older component. Uh, Sometimes, you know, I've seen it with some of my clients where it's been generational, ancestral, and you know, some of their family members have been silenced. Um, Land has been taken away from them, uh, you know, sometimes through colonization and things like that. And so it's affected... Their frequency and it's affected their DNA expression. And so I will actually go deeper in them because I'm also a medicine woman uh, initiated in, in the Mayan Toltec tradition. And so um, can, you know, kind of bring that in to this higher work um, with activation. What I end up doing a lot of times is bring them through portals. We do some time traveling. And, um, sometimes I might do a soul retrieval. Uh, sometimes I might help them do generational and ancestral lineage healing, um, to heal their ancestors, which then, of course, ripples up into this lifetime. So then it heals their ancestors, heals them. Um, and then they no longer carry that baggage. Uh, if it's from, you know, something they experienced in a past life, sometimes more than one, um, then we go back. And and heal that, and then of course any healing from the past then ripples out. And I also help them to clear and break uh, contracts and agreements that no longer serve them, uh, so that they can be in full liberation now and really connect with that embodiment of empowerment within themselves, so that they feel on the most visceral primal feeling of themselves, that it is completely safe to be powerful and to speak their truth now. And oftentimes what they'll experience uh, through our deeper work, um, usually it's kind of <clears throat> healing that then segues into the activation. But it's really, you know, these aspects of themselves in past lifetimes who are like, you must express yourself now. Um, Use what you have, you know, and, and usually it's that aspect of themselves that is the one who's saying, please do this. It is now safe for you to express, you know, that kind of thing. And then they embody it fully and completely. I activate their power on the DNA level. They feel it within every fiber of their being. It awakens each cell in their soul, as well as in their energetic field. And then it's just something that I expand into the universal frequency. And then they become... uh Embodied in that knowing, in in that bigness too, and it feels very comfortable and safe for them, and thus they're able to express themselves fully and feel comfortable with that, even if they do get the judgment, because that's a huge one for a lot of women mm-hmm. who are powerful. Is that they're afraid of the judgment, they're afraid of, you know, getting burned at the stake, they're afraid of getting stoned, and even if it's not something they're logically thinking about. It's their body is remembering that. And so it no longer that imprint is no longer alive Um, and instead what has replaced it is their primary timeline um, after working with me. And then they, you know, what I've noticed after our work is that um, they no longer are afraid of being vulnerable when they're speaking their truth, because that's also something that a lot of women grapple with is I'm afraid to be vulnerable and real because if I am, then I'm going to get some backlash or, it's not safe for me to do so. So it's that kind of acknowledgement of their soul frequency that then gets liberated into the earthly realm. Mm, Beautiful. That, that sounds
0: incredibly profound, Margarita. And I think the work that you're doing, especially with women, of course we can't forget about the men, but especially women who really bear the brunt of oppression, systematic uh, suppression for for so many centuries. I think this this kind of work is absolutely too key, the key for not just our own expansion but the expansion of our planet.
1: Absolutely, because I mean, you know, it's not only our like I mean if you even you know connect with Gaia, right? Like for those women who are listening right now, when you connect with Gaia, it's not just a reflection of your own lifetimes of trauma, Uh, that you're remembering and clearing out for yourself. But Gaia also has that divine feminine uh, clearing out that she's had to do because she was also suppressed. You know, she is an aspect of the Rose Sophia after all, you know, Mm -hmm. that divine feminine mother expression. And, you know, as a result of cosmic wars and of suppression of her voice from You know, the uh, artificial power that had been on our planet for so long, um, you know, it was actually she was not heard, you know, like, in fact, just real quick, um, when I was doing some work with her. Uh, for the first time, I was allowed to be in congregation with the Star Nation. Um, and at first, they didn't take me seriously because I was showing up in in human form. Um, and so they were kind of like not taking me seriously at first, uh, to be honest. But then I, I revealed my um, Syrian high priestess form, and then they listened to me. Um, and that's when I told them, you know, as a representative for Gaia, that, you know, she has not been heard. She has not been given a full seat in this house and she deserves to. And at first they were like, you know, she allowed her frequency to falter and got basically blaming her for um, not being at that frequency that she used to be at. And I said, well, hang on a minute, you know, um, you know, humanity has done a big job in lowering that frequency and with all these cosmic wars to, you know, basically gain control of this planet. Um, it's not her fault that this occurred, you know? And so they did listen to me and, um, and Gaia was also able to speak, Uh, And she spoke to her brothers and sisters, the other planets um, and star bodies and, you know, calling them her brothers and sisters. And she says, you know, basically, you know, help me out here. And um, and I was able to witness that crown, her crown being regained. I saw her, you know, then showing up resplendent in her robes um, and in this regal original beauty that she was at. And it was just really breathtaking. Um, and so from then, then on, I knew that she'd be okay. Um, but that was just something I wanted to share with you because it's not only our personal individual experiences, men or women that we are clearing out. Gaia has also had to reclaim her divine feminine power, um, when it wasn't really honored, um, And, you know, because she had a lot of trauma, she experienced herself.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That is such an important piece of this, this healing work that is happening globally at the moment. I'm I'm just wondering, just briefly, um, for our listeners who might not be so familiar with the concept of, of the star nation and star seeds overall, would you mind giving us just a little bit of an explanation of what the star nation is, who they are?
1: Yeah, so the Star Nation is, um, you know, because I I have, I I come from many different cultures in terms of my blood, and one of them is Native American. And um, the Star Nation is the Native American term, uh, and the Native term in general for the Galactic Federation of Light, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, that... What you saw in Star Wars, it's, it's kind of like that, you know, where they all kind of congregate, like there's representatives from each star system and, you know, they congregate in order to kind of maintain this um this light frequency in the universe, Um, and they're kind of paying special attention to us right now because we are kind of like the star of the (laughs) universe right now because of all this (laughs) stuff that's going on on the planet, Um, you know, because this is what they prepared us for, you know, Mm -hmm. they've been preparing us for lifetimes and eons so that we can, you know, help Gaia on this tipping point And so that's why it's so important for all of us to be embodied in our power, because it's not just about us, it's about Mm. our planet. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That is such an important message to really put through. And also, I think very encouraging for a lot of our listeners, that it's not just about us, but when we do step into our power, we have the possibility to impact the whole of our planet and beyond when we do this work Mm -hmm. beautiful now margarita you've shared a lot of wisdom with us and i could talk to you about this for hours but if if our (laughs) listeners were interested in learning more from you or or working with you how, how would they find you
1: Well, you can find me on uh, my website, Alcantaraacupuncture.com. And I'm on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, but especially on Instagram. Uh, And so you can find me there. My handle is at Alcantaraacupuncture. And uh, that's where where you'll find me the most. Beautiful. Thank
0: you. And
1: I understand you've also got a gift for our listeners. Yes, and you know, because you're so smooth, you were incorporating that throat chakra power and the voice. <laughs> it was so perfect. Um, and so, yeah, I have a gift. It's called the Throat Chakra Power Activation. It's a video. It's my gift to your listeners because it is our time, you know, ladies and gents, it is our time to shine. It is our time to be heard. It is our time for our our alchemy. To be witnessed on that on this plane, you know, and to bring on this heaven on earth that we are creating right now. And the best way to do that is to be seen and heard in your highest vibration of your embodiment and being. And so this video will assist you in clearing out what's no longer serving you at the, at your throat chakra so that you can really embody the fullness of your voice.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that, Margarita. And I I look forward to listening to this activation myself. Really, really Mm -hmm. appreciate that. And again, thank you for sharing all the wisdom that you've shared so openly and so vulnerably, and for really providing this deep, beautiful soul medicine for our listeners as well.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a true pleasure and an honor to to share. And um, thank you so much for having me here.
0: Mm, Thank you, Margarita. Thank you so much.
1: Now, everybody, let's just for a moment focus
0: our awareness and our intention on this powerful, beautiful energy that's been activated during this interview. And imagine sending this energy to everybody, everything and everywhere on our planet to remember that we truly are all one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, and share our true gifts with the world, the more quickly our planet will also ascend. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you.